Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The first thing they did when we saw them was take their shirts off. Like, spoiler alert, Ryan has uh, beautiful eyes also. (laughs) He's very dreamy. Yeah, let's just move on. (laughs) He's a lovely man. I knew what it was going to look like on TV. It's like, oh, that girl can't hold a flag. I lose everything. Oh my God. I used to think you were a bleep, but then I got to know you and then and then I liked you. That. Sorry, I just realized my boobs were hanging out. Sorry. So what sounds to you like a horny 40-something-year-old woman... <laughs> Let's move on, please. So yeah. when you have a nervous breakdown, you get really horny? <laughs> Always interrupt me when your boobs are hanging out. Always. And to be honest, I thought I'd find Kim and Penn more annoying. Hey, everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Kim has told me I get a little too excited sometimes for the openings of these things, so I'm going to be very smooth. Well, to set the mood. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Holderness Family Podcast, special Amazing Race edition, episode four. Love if you, you're listening uh, to us where you normally get your podcast, thank you so much to, wow, words are hard for subscribing. It's early, it's early and, we, and we had a late night last night. And if you're watching us on our YouTube vlog channel, thank you so much. Uh, we really enjoy putting these together and giving you our experience behind the scenes and telling, you know, some things maybe you didn't see. Yeah. So we're going over episode four of season 33 of The Amazing Race. It was, again, this is one of the other times that we're going to say it was an historic episode because it was a restart after a 19 month layoff because of COVID. And uh, it's where really you guys were able to see how they were going to finish this up. Cause that was such a big question, right? How are they going to do this? We got a lot of questions. First, let's talk about 
our mood going into this. Yeah. You only saw me cry twice last night, guys. <laughs> the Holderness family cry counter, because I, I joked at some point they should put like a cry counter. Like, Mike, wait, you realize Sam is going to do that for us now. We have a fantastic editor who just put the cry counter up. And and uh, where I were think, we? Well, I think where I, are we now? I, I cried in the first episode. Now we're at three. We're uh, at that three. They're showing. Good. There's more, guys. I was two things can be true when it comes to emotions. It's kind of our family motto. Of course, we wanted to go back, of course. But there was so much in that time in particular that made it hard for so many of us in watching these and maybe people who have been on The Amazing Race before can sympathize. It literally transports me back to that moment and what we were feeling. Also, like where we were in the world, because that's a different answer. It seems like every week, right? Right. Where, where are we? With, hey, where are we with COVID? Right. I think my grandmother was dying yeah. when we, we took off and you. So another thing that I think people thank you so much for watching the show. If you've never watched before, I hope you love it. But you have no cell phones, so you have no contact with your family. And I had to call my grandmother and have a very real conversation and Unlike other people, she wasn't like, go off and win it for me. She's like, I don't think you should go. <laughs> Mima. Mima. So she, she did pass away, but, and we, I was able to be with her when we got back. I was shortly after we got back, but the whole time I was like, what am I doing? I mean, she was mm -hmm. like a second mom to me and what, what am I doing? I'm, I'm gallivanting across the world and, and no one is more COVID, COVID conscious than us. Both of Penn's parents live in assisted living because of Alzheimer's yeah. and dementia. And, and yeah, just a quick stat that I uh, I quoted to the Amazing Race when they first reached out to us, and when we, the first time when we said no, I said, "Do you guys know that in North Carolina? I'm not sure what it's like in your state, but for the first like four or five months, half of the people who died from COVID, half, were in assisted living. So and, yeah, and so we we've always been very careful and very respectful. So. The, the plan in place was a really solid one from The Amazing Race. But as a mom, I'm I'm leaving feeling safe, um, nervous, but safe. But what happens if our kids get COVID? My mom was right. taking care of my grandmother. So we had like friends and sitters taking care of the kids. What happened if they get COVID? So like the, the stress of the pandemic was very real for us. So I think showing up to that starting line, which again, t for me, as somebody with anxiety, was the hardest part was of the, the showing the up. It was a victory for you to get to the starting and line. And we had to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, I was, I was really, really, I was really nervous. Yeah. And uh, there were a lot of tweets last night. We're going to be weaving these in. Uh, WZDMB fan asking, why are they not wearing masks? So great question. I, I think you have to really dissect and look at this episode very closely for, I mean, even from the very first moment, you saw how far up part we were. Mm -hmm. However, we tested every other day. We were all required to be vaccinated to get back there. And anytime it was just the racers around, we didn't wear masks. If you kept watching the show, there were moments when we were actually in locations with people who weren't part of the race, like going up on the gondola, we were wearing masks. So uh, they were careful. Yeah. And I think this was also a moment in time. I think now we were watching this through the lens of the Omicron variant, which even outside is very highly transmissible. Right. But we were traveling in a time when even the CDC said, well, if you're vaccinated, you can go inside without a mask. So there was that really narrow window of time but where we still didn't do that. We didn't really do that. So no one is more COVID conscious than we are. I have to say. The benefit of this was we did fly private. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to that. Um, Actually, we can get to that right now. You, uh, you guys saw the, like a, a quick shot of the jet. 
Right. Um, we called it Big Phil. <laughs> um, and I think it was a really unique opportunity, too, on The Amazing Race to get to know the other racers in a really... I mean, you're on a plane for a really long time and you're sitting around each other and talking the whole time. Whereas when we were flying over, say for the first leg, we were on a flight with Raquel and Caleb, but they were 20 rows ahead of us. So it, it was a really cool opportunity to get to know everybody. Yeah. Well, on one of the flights, I got to sit next to Mo and Michael. And by the way, they're joining us later on. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, I got to sit there and listen to Mo talk mm -hmm. about being a Buffalo cop in the middle of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. It was like the most unique perspective you will ever hear from somebody about that time of year. And it, like, those are the kind of conversations that you got to have. They, they had nothing to do with the race. And it was great getting to know those guys on the yeah. chat. Okay. So let's get started. Yes. Um, we're back. And this was a more traditional start line uh, before we kind of started from our house and this we were just toe to toe lined up with these amazing humans everyone had improved themselves I think <laughs> I think they talked about that a little bit but I mean um, my, <laughs> Michael came back and I didn't know if it was possible because by the way I'm sure uh, spoiler alert Michael Mo Arun and Natalia all came back because four of the teams didn't make it Oh my God. Michael was so gigantic. And he's, we had an, because before we could meet them, we can just see them. And I just called him Thor. Yeah. He is a massive human being. We are going to talk to him. And he had since become a professional bodybuilder. Right. And I, I, we didn't get younger. Okay. No, we didn't get younger. <laughs> well, there, I mean, you know, you heard, uh, you heard Dusty and Ryan saying they just, they, they got to spend time working on their bodies and, you know, really kind of improving. I like, I know Dusty now Dusty sells, um, like D Dusty has, is a sales uh, person. He works out of his home and he's doing so well with his company that he had a ton of time to just be super fit. <laughs> The first thing they did when we saw them was take their shirts off. Oh my gosh, there's so many shirts. Let's Within about 15 seconds, their shirts were off. And I'm <laughs> honestly, I would have taken my shirts off if I were those I guys. Mean, Holy I, crap. I didn't mind it. No, no one minded it. <laughs> I can appreciate the male body, but seriously, um, they were so ripped. Speaking of Ryan and Dusty, I have to say, season 33 of The Amazing Race wins for most cast members having recap podcasts. So thank you for watching us, but you must <laughs> check out Lulu and Lala have been recapping mm -hmm. and I love that you guys get to know them and see them. Uh, they were like fighting like sisters in the first episode and people, whatever, it's a reality show, right? But they are so loving, made me jealous, made me want a, a twin sister being around them. Kayla and Dusty. Kayla and Dusty who are on different teams. So that's like a really cool perspective. Like they just started a recap, the Pit Stop podcast. And then Arun and Natalia actually Arun did a route. I, I don't know if they were going to keep that going, but they were answering a lot of questions. So make sure to check those out as well. So I think we have the most, our season has the most recap podcast by contestants and I love it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, so we're at the starting line. Okay. We're at the starting line, and Phil gives us some information. We get to learn about all of the other racers and mm-hmm. what's been going on. They didn't put ours in there because it was boring. So Compa- boring. Com- yeah. We were like, we sat in our room. And sang songs and helped our kids with online school. Yeah, and didn't really I know do anything I'm so glad else. they cut it out yeah um, but so I'm, I'm yeah it was way yeah. way way boring yeah uh, all right so ready set go they run, they make us run through this tiny little tunnel which it's uh, it was like a what do they call it like a cattle shoot or whatever and um there was a there was a, a metal pole. there was a pole <laughs> in the middle of this tiny tunnel that they didn't show that I'm I mean, everyone almost hit. It's yeah. it, I don't know how we all got out without. I mean, it was right the right height where if I hit it, it was gonna, it was gonna damage vital organs for me. And but, but we got past. Me. We got past it. And so we were supposed to find this uh, three but three L buses in front of a museum, and they were in sort of the town center. This is something else. Also, for this version of the Amazing Race and past versions. You know, on the airplane, you're flying over, you can get information, you can go to the airport and find a map. There was none of that. In fact, when they flew, when they flew us, they didn't even tell us where we were going. And of course, we saw the Swiss flag when we landed, but we had we were on an airplane not even knowing where we were going. So they take you to a town and you don't have access to any of that stuff. We saw everybody go left. And I was like, let's go right. (laughs) Um, we, We I know I was like, I'm not gonna follow those people. We actually did stop and got some quick directions and then we, we got there pretty straight away. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was probably about a two, 300 yard run. It was interesting. I, I do want to talk. more than that. Was it? You know what? It, it always is more than you think it is. It was a, I think it was probably a quarter of a mile. So I mean, 400 miles, 400 yards. So Kim, we were, we were out there running and I, I want to bring this up before we get too far into it. The super fans of the race may have noticed that people packed a little bit differently. Some people pack the same. Just, so there's a guy from season, I think, 27, Justin, yeah. who does a uh, Kim got me onto his podcast. Racers recap. That's another great recap. It's by racers and, and they that do one, a great job. If you ever want to be on the race, that's the one that you watch because there's like so much inside information and it's four great former racers who talk about it. But Justin, I follow him on Twitter. He, I think he must have tweeted 15 times. Why is everyone bringing two packs? You had a chance to go home. He's been, this is the hill that Justin's gonna <laughs> die going to die on. He's going to die on this. Is, is that why do you need this much stuff when you get through the race? And So I have a couple of responses to it. One response is, I think he's right. Like every time we get there, we have too much stuff, right? Uh, So I will say when we came back from the first time, I literally put my backpack. We have like this old, his grandparents' old trunk in our room. I just put it in completely dropped it like a time capsule. Right. And so when we got clothes were still in there, right? Clothes, everything. Yeah. So I took it out like it was like dusty and um, I just the only I took out all of our winter stuff because we were traveling in September this time and that winter stuff was super bulky I did I wanted to bring a pack and I think I got my pack down to eight pounds you got a smaller pack right and, didn't you bring a smaller and pack and it looks bigger yeah because it's um it was like full of air 
So I didn't, I had the, my, my coat strapped to it again. I, we, we could have, he didn't really feel the need to pack too much lighter because on the amazing race, you have to stay within 20 feet, 20 yards of your partner. Cause you have to be in the same shot. He is so fast and I am, I am not slow, but I'm a normal human woman. Yeah. And so he could basically speed walk and I'm right. Yeah. Also think about this. If, if I am by myself, it's a roadblock. And if it's a roadblock, you I don't bring your, back. you don't bring your backpack with you. Uh, item number two, we knew we were going to be self-driving a lot, mm-hmm. right? So where do you keep your backpack? Yeah. A lot of times, you, I mean, you basically have a car item number three, I lose everything. Oh my God. I actually, I'm, am, on the first leg here, he lost a pair of sunglasses and a hat, which is why I brought two hats. No, I, I lost both hats, didn't I? You did and that. three pairs of sunglasses. And I had one when we were done. I, you guys, they're not going to show this in the race cause it's boring. If, if it had all been in one backpack, there's a hundred percent chance I would have lost all of everyone's stuff. So, which is why, I mean, Kim, it's your job and we're going to talk about this more. It's your job to keep me together on this race. And you, so I, I, so uh, let me just say selfishly, I wanted to carry my own stuff because I wanted to keep my stuff. Yeah. But I did carry some. And well, if you guys are interested in like what we packed, we can do that at one point in time, but we did pack. I mean, you're going to see the same sort of clothes. Yeah. Let's get going. So we are on the yellow bus up the mountain to Santis and there are compression points. We call them compression points at the race where everyone kind of ends up together again. And there were several compression points in this episode. So us making it to the first bus didn't really help us. We sprint up and we find the clue box at the top. We ride this massive gondola. We're all on there together like love you but i wanted to beat you and then we uh, were sprinting and me carrying a backpack or not i'm not going to beat ryan and dusty ryan and dusty and raquel and kayla like lulu lala they're so fast that they could have 50 pound packs and still beat me and again i'm not a solo person so they we get everybody gets the clue box around the same time within you know, 20 seconds of each other. But then they make you go in order. Yeah. And they make you, they made us go in order of the time we ripped the clue. So by the time we get situated to rip it, we were fifth. Fifth, yeah. And we knew coming up, we saw people kind of climbing this mountain. So we figured that's what it would be. He is, you know, very fast and very goat like. So it was a no brainer. And I had done the previous, I mean, it'd been 19 months, right? but we'd done the previous row. And I will say this, they did tell us that roadblocks start over. They reset. They reset at zero. So when she says that she means uh, there are limits to how many roadblocks one person can take. Right. So we were starting at zero. This was going to be very physical. He was going to do it. It was beautiful up there. It was stunning. And I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to really enjoy it. And I want to, I want to say though, Watching you go out fifth, I'm like, well, that was my fault. Like, if he had a faster partner, he could have, you know, been out a lot faster. Because you you couldn't pat like on the way down, he he was behind other teams and he couldn't get in front of them. This was a different type of fifth place, though. This was we when when we started, we started it went one, and then uh, about thirty seconds later, the next one came. So I was only a couple of minutes out of first place. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, the climb starts. We'll talk a little bit about 
some of the other racers here. So Ryan, they, it's so funny. They had like all these uh, GoPro shots of his calves. Everyone noticed them. They don't make any sense. I love the the onion the onion bag reference. The bowling that, ball and an yeah, onion bag. Bowling ball and an onion bag reference that Dusty had. Dusty has such colorful language. I can't wait to hear more about what he has to say as the race goes on. But I mean, he really, uh, Ryan is very fast. He's young and he uh, has spent a lot of time working out and <laughs> everyone noticed his calves, including like Phil. Um, it was a topic um, of conversation yeah. everywhere. Like Phil these, has great calves too, by the way. The beautiful calves. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> my friend texted me. She's like, is that man doing this in his underwear? Because the way his The shorts- one inch inseams? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Ryan's like, I don't. He's like, what kind of inseam do you want in these shorts? He's like, what do you mean inseam? I don't want an inseam. I want to wear boxer briefs on the Amazing Race. If I had quads like that, I'd be dressed like that. Absolutely. Honestly, they they may have been like my shorts, but his muscles were pushing them (laughs) up his leg so that it looked like Hanes underwear. Uh, Also, uh, like spoiler alert, Ryan has uh, beautiful eyes. Also. He's very dreamy. Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> He's a lovely man. So is Dusty. So is Dusty. Yeah. When we're, I'm perched from above, and it looks really terrifying, and I'm so glad I didn't do it. It were eight, at eight thousand feet. He has asthma. I'm really worried about him. And then I see his little helmet <laughs> passing people, and this is where my daughter had to leave the room because I said something like, oh, I'm so attracted to him right now, it's so hot. Like I was I was like, oh my God, that's my baby, I'm so proud of you. And I was doing like, I said something like, I'm a sure thing. My daughter left the room. She yeah, so she left, she left. So you, it's, it's, Kim has been struggling with her language on this race because she said stuff like, you're so hot right now, I'm a sure thing. She's kissed me like several times on the race and the race makes sure to, you know, get, Still shots of those. So I'm sure you're looking at one right now. But so here, can I give a theory on that? I was what? thinking about that this morning. Oh, by the way, I'm not like. like I know you're not. No, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm like. You're loving. This, but I'm loving. I'm not like a total B. But that is not my first go to in terms of like how we communicate in real life. Right. And that's what I was thinking about, though. OK, you ready for this? Ready, ready for some truth bombs? Truth bombs. It's not your love language, but you know that it's mine. Yeah. You know that personal affirmation and physical touch are are the two dominant love languages for what gets me going. Yeah. I, I <laughs> gets, sorry. I'm a- you you know what my love languages are, mm-hmm. and I need them to 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 move forward. I I don't know if this was like something that you were doing like consciously or subconsciously, but you knew that I needed that. Sorry, I just realized my boobs were hanging out. Sorry. Um, I mean, you were just I know. a Lothario at this point. <laughs> I think that you were doing that for me. I think you were you were encouraging me and you were doing the things that I needed. I think sub, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, you were doing that. I, and I think we did that for each other on this race at times when it was really important. So what sounds to you like a horny 40 something year old woman, I think was you like getting in contact with my love language. And it's not like we stopped what we were doing and did it. Like we kept racing, but what you there did- There was a lot of quarantine. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, um, I, 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 I will say this. You like you were helping me with that. I, and, and I appreciated it. I want to tell you, like every time you say something like that, I know it embarrasses you, but it makes me feel great. Even like right now when I hear that and it made me feel great when I was out there. So thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. You're really sweet. And you're giving me a lot of credit. I was having a nervous breakdown and that's like I needed that. too. So when you have a nervous breakdown, you get really horny. <laughs> Let's move on, please. Anyway. 
not, not yet. Not ready for that. I brought yet. a prop. We have a prop. So it looked really scary. Was it like, so yeah. you were running down <laughs> and I was like, if, if I were there, I would have been like, Ooh, slow down, slow down. You're going to yeah. break an ankle because if you break an ankle, we're out. Yeah. So my guide couldn't keep up with me, oh. which is, which is not a normal thing. So um, they, <laughs> he said, so tell, well, we had to switch guides because yeah. Penn is like, I can pass some people and the guy needed a break. And Penn said, no, no breaks. So they had to switch out guides. Not my idea, but they switched, they switched me with Mo's guide. You'll notice it was a different guide on the way up. And because Mo said he's going a little slower, but he was also like, why'd you leave me with that guy? Um, <laughs> what had happened was uh, on the way down, the shoes were kind of like ski boots, right? They, they had very strong ankle supports on them. And I just started going. I was like, I think I can pass Raquel here, not realizing how fast Raquel was. I had to go really fast to pass her. And I got to a certain point where I, I was not in full control of my body. But when I'm going down a hill, like normally, when we're jogging right out there, I have knees that don't let me stop or else they'll just fall off my body. So I have to just remain on the same pace until I get to a place that's not a hill. You killed it. It's like a truck with no brakes. And so um, I, I, we got a lot of tweets about like being worried uh, about me falling. I was worried about me falling, but I did, yeah, I was pretty fast. And then going up the hill, we had trained so much, Kim and I, with weights going up and down stairs. I was, I'm so glad we did that because I felt comfortable. So somebody tweeted watching uh, The Amazing Race, no major spoilers for the race, but I think Penn Holderness is actual real life Dominic the donkey. <laughs> Who is Dominic the donkey? Dominic the donkey. Like, oh. <laughs> Not helping, but okay. just keep going. So uh, Lynn G <laughs> tweeted, these people scaling the mountain like goats, I'd be Sherry. Can we say, and we will, I will find time to applaud her. Sherry rocked this. So imagine being afraid of heights and the air is very thin, yeah. which is something like as I'm sitting on the couch, you, you forget. And so just standing there is pretty exhausting. And to physically exert yourself, overcoming a fear, I just, I wanted to like wrap her and hug her. Um, and I think you, I think you'll notice that, and people have asked us about this is like, could you talk to people in the 19 months? We had some time in Glasgow to really get to know each other. Yeah. And a lot of the time was when we were trying to get back to the States. Right. right. So there was, there was, and so we have each other's phone numbers. And so when we first got back and especially those first few weeks, when we were kind of texting each other saying like, can you believe we were on the amazing race two weeks ago and now we can't leave our house. So there's a lot of that. We didn't follow anybody on social media because we, there were pictures of us out there. And if you went deep into you the fan sites, like you could see that we were on it. We would, we were getting some messages saying, Hey, I saw you were on this race. Is it true? We just ignored those. But yeah, people talked. And I think some more than others, but it we, was, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think one other point to that is that we did have time while we were trying to get back to the States to sit with Akbar and Sherry mm -hmm. and we got to know them in particular. They were like right next to us. And I think we could relate to them because we were, you know, both parents of kids who were, you know, pseudo similar ages. And um, so I like, we both feel like a connection with them. So when I saw Sherry, on my way back up, um, because it was this was the one lay high, one lane highway. I had to like unclip and get past her. I had a couple of minutes with her. She had kind of a um, she had a wild look in her eyes, like you know that it's that yeah. look where I don't know if I'm gonna make it all the way down. So when I saw that, she, like when I saw that they didn't finish, you know, last, I thought like that was the most badass thing that she's ever done because I know how hard it was for her. Yeah, it and was, I think, it was it was hard for anybody. And I think that coming in, so the first leg, if we, if this was the first leg, I think we'd been like, yeah, there's another team back there. We beat them. 
but this time it was like, oh God, Sherry's still back there. You know, so yeah. I think there is like a different, we all still wanted to win. Everybody wanted to win, but I think there's like, you know somebody's heart a little more. Okay, so we get, let's let's move on. So we get out of there, thanks to Penn second. Man, and we run up, we see Ryan and Dusty still waiting there. They had just missed that gondola and it comes like every 20, 25 minutes. Compression point. So another We're talking about compression points. Another compression points. Frustrating because he, I, like, he had just kicked butt and like everybody except for Sherry had made that gondola. Here's uh, where something, the only reason I think we were able to finish well in this leg because it was all like, it was all so many compression points is on the way up, we're on that yellow bus. I spotted the seven, rental cars. seven cars that looked yeah. identical. I was like, oh, we're driving back down. And I was taking notes on the way up. You see me with my little notebook of things we were passing. Are you guys noticing a pattern here with Kim and her notebook? <laughs> so was, I was like, okay, if we're having, to, okay, we took a left to get into here. We have to take a right out. And like, so I was doing directions in reverse on the way out. And I told Penn, I'm like, on our way out, grab the, the, the farthest car, grab the one closest to the exit. So we're running and everybody's jumping into the first car they see. Um, and Mike and Mo jumped into the first car. We were right behind them. The cars behind us, uh, I think Ryan and Dusty got by, but their cars behind us, like Lulu, Lala, Raquel and Kayla, those guys. They got in a traffic jam. There was a traffic jam. Yeah. Like somebody, somebody, and um, so that is why we got to the clue like 20 minutes before them. Right, it was Michael and Mo. Me and you, Ryan and Dusty, we had like a really big advantage just by getting in those cars. Ryan and Dusty, the reason, you know why they got by? They are so freaking fast. We, and it became obvious to everyone. And I don't know if it was as obvious the first time we were on the race because everyone was sort of spread out. It was a different format and everyone was compressed for this one. I realized very quickly that if it ever comes down to any sort of sprinting or running or anything, they like the, in their sleep, they could blow by anybody. They yeah. were incredibly fast. So they got in that, in that lead pack too. Yeah. So I was really proud of us kind of getting out in front. I didn't see any other cars coming down the hill and the options. So it's detour detour. For those of you who are new to the race, you as a team pick between one or two things. Okay. So it was toss it or punch it. Right. And the way we read the clue and the way it was written for the punch it, you have to build this belt. And I could visualize what they were talking about. Those kind of stamped yeah. belts with those medallions on right. it. It said, if you mess up, there's limited supplies. And if you right. mess up, you have to start all over again with your existing supplies. So I figured it would be very <laughs> tiny little thing. You also, we, we got flashbacks from when they said limited supplies and like start over. We got flashbacks from that first challenge when like, if you messed up that piece of paper on that puzzle, yeah, you were done. And so that's yeah. the, the way the clue was written is like, if you screw up, you, there, you and so if, if every team had done that, well, there wouldn't have been enough stations for everybody you were basically screwed because if they didn't have enough supplies to give you, you, you were screwed. So we're like, let's, we trust each other. Like physically the, the, the flag thing seemed like a color guard. I was never in color guard, but I was like, how hard could it be? 
it was it's choreography. Well, in particular, we we got there. So first of all, we went into a basketball gym, and you you heard me. Like, oh, basketball! I was so excited. I'm like, yes, basketball. Me- the is, clue mentioned nothing about basketball. It's so funny because I don't know that I would have had an advantage because Akbar played college basketball. Michael <laughs> oh, played yeah. basketball overseas. And if you needed me to do anything, yeah, I would have been. Uh, Ryan's a good basketball player. Although, like literally, there were a thousand I did, good basketball because there players. have been basketball things on this race before. I would. Yeah. I mean, I play basketball with my son and literally we would practice things like, okay, he would be like, okay, mom, this is for a million dollars. I have to make this basket. And of course it'd go flying. So it was not basketball. It was not basketball. I'm glad that they spent a little time on this and mm-hmm. I'm glad they showed Ryan and Dusty considering switching because Which we didn't know, by the way, I know because we were like, let's also say we, we were in communication with them. We were kind of working together to try to learn it because we were right next to each other. We yeah, were talking so we out were loud. Talking out yeah. loud like, OK, you do this, that. I mean, we weren't obviously we wanted to win, but I, like, I needed to process out loud. So I was like saying things. I'm glad they show how hard it was. It was left arm dominant. He's a lefty. Yeah. I, and it's so funny. I texted everybody last night when we were watching. I was like, your flags were shorter. They weren't shorter. Everybody had the same freaking flags. I'm just <laughs> a weakling. And I think that we did have about like a 15, 20 minute advantage over Lulu Lala, Raquel Kayla. Thank God. And the teachers don't teach you anything. They're just doing it. So no, they I would don't ask, talk. They don't talk. So I'd ask like, Hey, so I'm seeing here your flag is not touching Don't the ground. Don't talk to the judge. Yeah, like your flag's not touching the ground. Is Don't that important? talk to yeah. the judge. So I'm five foot four and the flag, I felt like it was probably four and a half feet. And you had to, get, with my left hand, get it between your legs and twirl it. Yeah. And and then not touch the ground. <laughs> and it was and it was it was a flags can be heavy, right? It got it got heavy. Yeah, like no, I thought first, it was pretty heavy. It, it got really heavy. And I th- I felt like there was like some physics and geometry of like, I am not, I'm five foot four. I am not going to be able to, I'm the shortest one I felt like. And I, there's no way I was going to get that between my legs and like twirl it. And I'm glad they showed that it was hard. I must say Lulu and Lala though, I felt like they, they said they practiced a lot before they tried it. They made it look like they had get they sent them really flags to practice in the year and a half. Like they made it, they were just like, and they weren't well, even talking. They I'm, just did. They're like that twin telepathy. Yeah, I was going to say that has to be part of it. They, I have no idea if they were even doing it right, but I'm sure they looked impressive doing it. In oh, they were doing a hundred percent because that's just, and that's just them. They finish each other's sentences. So you get to know them and you know, which is which, and they are very, very unique women and they're very different. But w- when communication and performance happens, it's like two, it's like two of them are out there. Um, we were kind of playing chicken with Ryan and Dusty without saying it. Neither one of us wanted to go first because I feel like, in a judged task, which by the way, we wanted to avoid judged tasks. They never let the first one go. They never let the first one go. Yeah. Although they let Lulu Lala go. I mean, they let them go. I mean, they, cause they did it perfectly. But I, so we were like, who's going to go first? Who's going to go first? So another thing is we, if there was a judged task, we were just going to keep getting, we were just going to keep trying with yeah. our, with our, I, like keep asking for checks. Right. My theory is if you can do it as many times as possible and you're not having to go to the back of a line, which was not the case for us, if you got it, like if there are people waiting and you got it wrong, there's someone else yeah. who'd have to come in. My theory is like, don't be a perfectionist about this and stay longer than you have to. So we tried it. I think we obviously screwed it up. I think we, but that thing, I think the first time you did it was the best I could possibly do. 
And I was like, oh, and we didn't get it. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do this again. And then the second time I just like stepped on the flag. Right. Oh, and when you stepped away, I gotta bring in my prop. Are you oh, ready for oh, my yeah. prop? Oh yeah. Okay, so this is my favorite part of the amazing This race. is an inside piece of information on the amazing, it's not really an inside piece. So if you watch the show, they've had the same sound effects for 20 years and they like they become really funny i'm sure they could be a drinking game if you wanted to do that but you would be you would get quite soused whenever something goes wrong there's two there's two noises they make one of them is the we call the demented pan which is like and the other one is a slasher like when i fell it's like and pin charles and i just for the heck of it one night because we had nothing else to do we're trying to find like what they use for that sound effect and i found it so when we screwed up the when we screwed up the first time, yeah, like the, you hear, like you hear this. So when you fall here, you this is a this is a, okay. If you're just listening to the podcast, you don't see it. This is uh, the um, strainer, steamer. the steamer. steamer. Like it's the steamer pot with the holes in it. I tried a regular pot; it didn't make the same noise. A steamer with holes in it is the correct noise. A spoon is the correct striking uh, object, and you can use this for both sound effects. So when you fall, you put the spoon in and you just swish it around in the bottom, right? So, oh no, Pin Charles fell. Okay, hang on. That was it, right there, right there? Okay, so that's it. And then the other one is just three quick hits, higher to lower. Yeah, so like when you screw up, they go, So Kim like steps on the flag. Just in case you're wondering. It's a it's a multi million dollar show, and I'm pretty sure they used someone's strainer from their kitchen. Um, right. I Moving w- on. Okay, so you see me have a little bit of a moment because. Well, I mean, talk more about that because it was more than a little bit of a moment. Like it was that had to be tough for you. Well, my arm was shaking, so I felt like physically, I like I didn't know how to do this, and it felt like I knew what it was going to look like on TV. It's like, oh, that girl can't hold a flag, so. And then I was really aware of like what we, all we gave, not gave up, that's not the word, but all we went through to be there, our daughter had just started high school and we left, our son was starting middle school and we left. All those things of like what we did to get there and me not being able to to twirl a flag was gonna get us out. And physically it was just, it was hard. I'm glad they showed how hard it was because it was hard. And let's also just say baseline, Anything you do on this race is just heightened. I think you, you know, making a cup of coffee, if you're in a competition with somebody else and there's cameras in your face, everything is more stressful. Yeah. So we get it. Yay. And again, I looked like I was about to cry. Well, you told me when we were doing it, you, you, like you said on the last one, you said, this may be the last one I can do. So here's the thing. I know when Kim is in pain because she does something that nobody else does. She smiles and it's not like a, it's not like a, it's this smile. She did it when she was giving birth. She like, seriously. I I think that's just like such a female response that like all the, when I did triathlon and, and all that, like all my race photos are like, and yeah. like, you look so happy. No, I'm in pain. That's my pain face. There's, I bet you there's a picture of it. And if there's not, go back. And if you have it on TiVo, go back and watch the moment. You just said TiVo. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's the oldest one in the race? Go open up your newspaper and see if there's a photograph. And if not that, maybe I'll send you a telegram about where you can get one. Morse code. No, she was smiling. You can look at it. And uh, it's I know that smile. She smiles when she's in a lot of pain. And, you know, before before that last before that last go, do you not remember saying like, I don't. Poops are hanging out, sorry. That's not a problem. Sorry. 
yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, always interrupt me when your boobs are hanging out. Always. So we get it. And it's a, it's a 40, they have an hour show, but it's with commercials, it's like 42 minutes or something. So they can't show this, that self-drive really is a task of its own. Mm-hmm. And you saw people get turned around. We left there a couple minutes behind Ryan and Dusty. And it, they do, they are sending us to smaller, less populated places. And it was a Sunday and in Europe, or maybe this town, like life shuts down. And you you don't go anywhere, so there was nobody out and about, and so we There's found no this. To talk to. We found this lovely woman who spoke some. Not she didn't speak any English, but she was very kind, and I found her like she could circle it on a map, and so we. I think we went a little out of the way to find civilization to get you know directions, so that yeah. On the way to Altstaten, which was the pit stop, I think we had about, a, it felt like about a 30 minute detour that we went in the yeah. wrong direction. And then we looked at, you know, we always, everyone always kind of rehashes it afterward. I think it was five or 10 minutes. It was, it was like, it was, I think it was like a five minute like blip. We went, we just went yeah. looking for directions in the wrong direction. But the finish. So, yeah. Was so was close. Yeah, it was despite us taking this turn, Ryan and Dusty definitely beat us. Yeah. But you could see we came in from like the other direction because that's just how we got there. Navigation, I think up until this point had been a strong suit. So it was a little shaky that I, I kind of turned us around a little bit, but they didn't show it's fine. Well, let me jump in here. So navigation, you did well. The signs. <laughs> they're on the, they're on the side <clears throat> of the building. They're not, they don't have the signs like they do in the United States where the nice little cross and they have the road names. They're on little plaques in the building and they're not in a uniform spot. <clears throat> and I will say they're that's, not, yeah. that's what this, this, these towns look like. It's something out of a picture. It was beautiful. I mean, there's a reason they're more beautiful. I mean, we have these really well-marked streets in the U S and they make it just like part of the architecture. Yeah. So like Penn's saying, like it is, it is in, it's on the side of a building and a gold plaque here and then here it's a white thing down on the ground yeah. so like the street signs are a little wonky so i'll say this it, the you go on paramount plus to watch this the thumbnail for this episode you see natalia with what looks like a giant cabbage right mm-hmm. and they sent out press photos and you see mike and mo and arun and natalia in front of these in a field and with giant cabbage balls because these two teams were brought in they had to do what's called a speed bump. And in previous seasons, if there's a non-elimination leg, you would have to complete an extra task. And so their extra task, so when they left the belt thing, they were given their clue was to, they had an extra task before they hit the pit stop. Michael and Mo, Arun and Natalia, and just them. Just them. Yeah. And because of time, it's impossible to show everything on this race. They didn't show that, but there are photos of it. I was really hoping to see it because it, it sounded, sounded like crazy. a lot of fun. Apparently, Michael and Mo rocked it too. Yeah, and but I think they'll have to they'll have to talk about that. But I think it was navigating from there that became such a problem for them, and that's why it didn't go their way, Michael and Mo. And I have to say they handled it so beautifully again, which just must've been so devastating for them. And if you stand by, uh, they're going to be here. So it's, uh, you, you will see us dress differently because uh, th- we're filming this on a uh, Thursday morning and this was Wednesday night. We got to talk with, to them just as the race got done, which is, I mean, you get a real unique perspective from somebody right after the race is yeah, over. So literally I am, 
almost in bed because there are some nine to 10 where we live and I like That's, to be in bed at nine. This is, this is not, uh, so Kim is nine 30. I'll be in bed by nine. Yeah. But then I like to read and right. then watch, some, watch TikTok, watch TikTok, but read. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to have Michael and Mo on and we're going to get to them in just a second because they're just joyful human mm-hmm. beings. I need to read some, there's some tweets. Yes. So uh, believe me, we don't go scouring the internet looking for our names. I, I We don't, but our good friend, Anne-Marie, I told her to find some funny ones and she did. Sneakers, 1957. I haven't, I haven't read this. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead. I just haven't seen this. <laughs> This is really funny. <laughs> Go ahead, read it. This is great. Oh my god! The internet singer guy reminds me of the guy who sat next to me at Broadway series season tickets. I paid two hundred dollars for. He sang every word of every song of Fiddler on the Roof. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so he doesn't do that. We go. We 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 love Broadway, but you don't sing out loud. I think that's a really good metaphor. Um, <laughs> he does. You kind of do seem like that. You would do that. I, I remind myself of this, and this is funny. P- would you please keep these comments coming? I want these kinds. Of I know. Comments. And then this is another one that <laughs> we got a couple times. Sharon Tharp said, uh, "To be honest, I thought I'd find Kim and Penn more annoying, but I'm happy to say I was wrong. And they're quite impressive with their interesting set of skills. <laughs> that is. That's a backhand. I get it. Like you see, <laughs> that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> you see, I get it. Like I, we, I do too. We we present life in these three minute like jazz hand chunks, yeah. And it's three minutes out of our day, and it's mostly us, and it's not our kids. We're not on the Amazing Race. We're not uncomfortable ever. We're showing the best, like a highlight reel yeah. of of what the day is, and I get it. Like. I have trouble. You can't I, watch yourself. I don't like watching. And so that's why watching this is really, I get really nervous watching the race because I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy watching myself. But I, when I do stumble across our videos, I'm like, oh, those people are terrible. I'm like, oh wait, that's me. So I totally get it. <laughs> I, listen, I, the, the, the greatest compliment I will ever receive is I used to think you were a bleep, but then I got to know you and then, and then I liked you. Oh my gosh. You remember that one time we were at one like, time. There's quite a few, but what, <laughs> but what, what do you got? PC was playing soccer. He was probably like five, oh, five I, years old. This um, is great. Um, and five or six. And he, this is great. And Charles, he has an older sister who he worships. So he is, he it's, he admires girls and, and like he, he, he sees them as their contemporary. He was a, on a co-ed soccer team and he was literally the only boy that would pass to the girls, the only boy. And so, because he wanted everybody to score and he's this is not something, kid. he's such a good kid. I mean, he, we're still mad at him for like oh, keeping us up all oh my God, night, last night for his practice jersey, jersey, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> good so, kid. Good kid. Um, he's such a, and, and it was nothing we told him to do. He just was very aware that the girls on the team weren't getting the ball. So he would pass. So this girl mom, came up to me so she's like thank she's like your son is so sweet and he is always passing the ball to my daughter and I really appreciate you um and I you know I just love watching your videos and her son goes so great no you don't you hate them you never let us watch them (laughs) she's like no 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 I mean yeah, I mean, right? They're kind of. They're, no, I'm like, and I'm like, no, I, I totally no, get it. And the, the, she was, no, the, the girl was like, no, you misunderstood me. And the kid's like, no, no I didn't. Not. No, no, you clearly said that. And we're like, and I like you, little guy. I know. I was like, it's fine. She's like, but you know what I mean, right? I'm like, 
Totally. Yes. I L- get it. Listen, our videos are like, they are a snapshot of our lives. They are a little chuggy, right? Because I chuggy am. is a word we learned. Because, and it's, I am that guy. I'm the guy at Broadway. Like I get really excited about music and dance. But he doesn't sing along. So I don't sing along. I probably would mouth the words, right? <laughs> I've like, sat I next be, to you during 20 musicals. You've never mouthed the words. I feel like during Hamilton, I was at least like, no, you I was grooving for sure. That's you're, you're, you're send you a telegram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the first forward pass I've ever seen in a football game. <laughs> um, no. Okay. What uh, was that? Just like back then they didn't, they didn't pass the ball. They just handed it off and they had leather helmets, which is why they're all struggling with dementia. That's um, another podcast. Mm, um, all right. So I uh, think, thank you, Sharon. All so right, we, yeah, we're going to introduce <laughs> Mo Badger, Mike Norwood. They, as you saw on last night's race, they were an eliminated team. I did not think they were going to have an elimination. I thought, to, I thought last night was going to, or I thought when we, when we line up to the race, I was like, it's going to be a setup. It was going to be a setup. There's going to be a non-elimination. Cause why would you do that to somebody? <laughs> and to be honest, Mike and Mo are so joyful and such, lovely humans and I think they handled it so well. We didn't really get into the minutia of what went wrong because I think they're gonna be interviewed in a lot of other uh, race podcasts where they're gonna get that. I wanted to share the microphone with them so you get to know them as humans and what they have going on. And I just feel really lucky that we get to know them and to be on the planet at the same time as they same time they are. Well, let's change clothes and let's talk to Michael and Mo. <laughs> you can put something on with a little bit less. I know, but it's not wearing a bra. <laughs> Sorry. For those of you watching this, we've changed outfits because this is being recorded right after the end of episode four of season 33 of The Amazing Race. And we are so, this is our first guest. And here's, here's what we wanted to do. Not only get a chance to talk to Michael and Mo a little bit about the race, but also we want you guys to get to know them better because we got to know them a little more behind the scenes and they are fantastic uh, and they've got a great story. So guys, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you thank for having you us. Appreciate it. First of all, we know you as the singing cops. Can you give everybody your, your backstory? I'll let you go ahead and start, Mo. <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, I grew up, we both grew up in church. Um, our dads are, you know, big uh, parts of our community, big community leaders. Um, I grew up singing. I don't even know if Mike kind of rapped and things like that. I didn't know he, I, I didn't know he, he could sing. And one day we were playing basketball. He, you know, Mike played overseas, a bunch of other things like that. We both played high school basketball, been playing with each, playing basketball with each other for years. And he just busts out a note. And I'm like, and I look, and I'm like, yo, what is that? And he's like, well, nothing, nothing. I'm like, no, Mike, like, that was great. He just hit a note. Like, I can't hit. What is that? And, you know, and the rest, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the story has been told. Like, I honestly was a legendary shower singer. You know, it's formed in many showers across the country. <laughs> but yeah, like world, that's how it, world, that's, right? yeah, like that's how it started though. Um, like I said, Mo, our dads grew up together, uh, so it was very interesting to see. Like I came on a job first, and then Mo wound up getting on a couple years later, and then the next thing you know, we wound up becoming partners with each other, and it's just like wow, like Buffalo really is small. Here we are. Now we in now we're partners, and then it's like that connection that we have with each other was just genuine and very unique. And you know, one thing about us is we're not like 
militant type of police officers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just love to have fun with people. And it's it's really ironic that the same thing that, you know, basically got us here, even talking to you guys, is is the same thing that we just basically always did on a day-to-day basis. We just love to have fun with people. And the next thing you know, someone happened to get it on, on camera and then a video went viral and, you know, from Ellen to other different TV shows to now The Amazing Race. Yeah. Like, here we are. Also, y'all sung the national anthem for the final game of the regular season for the Buffalo Bills. And we got to look yeah. at that Twitter video and the crowd went bonkers. That had to feel great. <laughs> oh, man. You talking about sending chills up your body. Well, first of all, it was freezing outside. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Number one. What, what are y'all doing living in Buffalo, by the way? Because <laughs> Buffalo is amazing. <laughs> I know it's great. I know it's great. It's just so cold. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it honestly to, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo fans, uh, like you call them the Bills Mafia, they are something else to be down on that field and to hear that roar. It literally is bone chilling, Yeah, you know, to just to, to just have that type of love. And I mean, this is a base opportunity for us. I think people are just tougher in Buffalo. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah, I just think <laughs> well, they're just built different in Buffalo. I am just a big wimp when it comes to that. Okay. Um, you guys mentioned this at the end of the show and we're going to get talking to like what you guys have going on now, which is very exciting, but we'll talk about the show a little bit. What was it like watching this episode as opposed to the first episode? What was that like? Um, For, for me, I was, I was proud this episode. Like I, I think, I mean that they missed out a lot of stuff, but you know, just to hear Mike, you know, when I'm almost, you know, in tears, I'm so scared on a mountain. And he's cheering me on, Mo, you got it. Mo, come on, you can do it. Come on, Mo. And I'm just like, here I come. Here I come. Yeah. And I mean, so I mean, throughout the whole thing, and for us to be finished that, you know, from I've never literally been in a mountain before. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. Yeah. That to to and be in first place for it, even that little bit of time we yeah. were, we could say we're in first place of an amazing race at one point. So, you know, that that was amazing. And just to see you know, how we work together. I mean, a lot of that, you know, just, you know, like even the other tasks that we had to do that, you know, we worked together and really, you know, kind of got through it, man. It was just amazing to remember all, all those good, good memories. Yeah. A very, very amazing opportunity. You know, for me, it was kind of a, a very tough situation yeah. coming back on the show because like literally a week prior to us coming back, you know, my grandmother was in the hospital and they were pulling the plug. Uh, and sorry. you know, while while we were on the show, it's like I was missing my grandmother's funeral. Yeah. You know, so I for me, I didn't know, you know, how I would be able to handle this. But it's funny, like my dad always used to say something. He said, "You know, son, there's sometimes there's a victory and a loss." Mm-hmm. And for me, I think the victory is is, you know, I know my grandmother would have definitely wanted me to definitely come out there and to do the race no matter what. I mean, like it was to the point where like my mom, everybody, they had to force me to go. I said, I can't, I can't miss my grandmother's funeral. They said, listen, you would make your grandmother mad if you do not go and at least go have fun, you know? So I can honestly say that we had an amazing time. Uh, I felt like, especially being up on that mountain, I feel like she was there Mm -hmm. uh, with us. And, you know, we just had, like Mo said, it didn't didn't sting as bad as the first one. You know, I, I think that, you know, we we did the best that we could, but we had fun. It was a lot more fun this go round right here. Definitely. 
So, guys, uh, when the race started and we were all sitting there at uh, St. Gallen, that beautiful church behind us, and the sun was coming up, and uh, Phil got a chance to kind of talk to everybody about what was going on. They didn't have, obviously, look, it's a 40-minute show. They don't have time for all this. But I was I was stunned they didn't talk about Michael's bit because we were all, you know, we hadn't really seen you. We're like, did he get Bigger? Oh Did he? Like, is it possible that he got bigger? Because he was already <laughs> humongous, and so Phil tees him up, and then Michael tells us that he is now uh, a competitive bodybuilder, which is crazy. And I like I can't wait to hear like how that goes for you. But at least it explained why you were seven times my size. It looked like you brought <laughs> another person. I was like, that's a team of like three. You added it is an not extra fair. Mo somewhere in your body, <laughs> like somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mo. <laughs> You knew it was coming. <laughs> Man, you know what? It's funny. Like, so the first time when we were coming to the show, like, I was, like, really, really heavy. So I remember them telling them, they said, listen, you got to get down, like, under 250 because there's some some tasks that's on the show where you may not make the weight limit. So for me, I was – and this is, like, going back to when we first started filming, what, in 2020. So I would just focus on basically just losing weight as fast as I could. I think I wanted them coming on the show at, like, 230-something. So then, obviously, COVID kicked in. And, you know, we all went through that time frame where the gyms were closed and stuff like that. But in the back of my mind, I always kept telling myself for years, man, I really want to get back into competing again. I want to try men's physique. I never tried it before. So last year I said, you know what? I'm tired of talking about this. I'm just going to I'm just going to do it. And if anything, I can prove something to myself at the age of 35 that I can still, you know, really push myself. Because this is it's very like bodybuilding is incredibly hard. It's, it takes a ton of discipline to sit there and eat seven meals a day to train, put your body through all this craziness, though. So we wound up doing that. We wound up turning pro. We became an IFBB pro bodybuilder. It's funny. Like now I'm actually in moment to tell you, I'm actually like a lot bigger now than when you guys last see me. Crazy. Um, so you can I, get I, bigger. I, I, <laughs> no, he's, he's definitely bigger. What? So so when so when you guys saw me. I was like 240, so I had just came back from competing. Now I was, God, now dude, I was you're like, so freaking ripped. I'm telling you, like this doesn't make sense to me that you're now bigger than you were before. Listen I'm, to how much he weighs now, Finn. Listen to this. So when you guys see me, I was two like low 240s. Now I weigh 275, and it's all muscle, right? <laughs> all right. So like 30 pounds. Of- People were wondering, they're like, why the producers were like, but Kim, why are you intimidated to be here? Like, I'm like, that, that, <laughs> and because they didn't like Thor over Thor. there, yeah, it's Thor. We were, we call cause we didn't the the, like the part that you don't, that the audience doesn't get to know. And I, it's a TV show. So they want these relationships to develop on camera. So we yeah. don't really get to, or this is like pre pre-COVID, um, we didn't get to know anybody really. So my, our nicknames for you were like, it was just Thor. And we were like, oh, it's Thor over there. <laughs> Jesus. I um, had a nickname for y'all too. Mike, what was the nickname? What was it? All it was, My Children. Uh, all My Children. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy? I, I swear. Stop it. For, like, I swear for like that first year, I really honestly say, listen, dude, I've seen them on All My Children. I'm telling you. They're actors. <laughs> I've seen it before. You're not going to tell me that you're not. Oh. Oh, we thought, I, know, I know what I'm talking about. We thought Ryan and Dusty were rowers. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ryan had oh been in prison God. for 10 years. What did we, well, Different from rowing. Well, um, we knew Anthony and Spencer were. Right. Finn, so I don't know if you remember, it was during our auditions, and we were sitting out at the pool, 
and you like gave us a wink like I know you guys the singing cops yes and we were like <laughs> yeah no so everybody I just assumed I was like we were miscast because everybody, everybody else was been, on Ellen we watched Ellen and we're like there's the singing cops there's the train heroes there's every, Akbar and Sherry yeah like, like everybody <laughs> had just been on Ellen right I think um, they just waited outside Ellen yeah and, and just, just yeah just to cast um, people. all right so so we're, we're talking about things that, that we talk about behind the scenes and you know I don't know how much we can and can't talk about one thing I do want to say is that when we were on that jet one time I got a, a few hours to talk to Mo because I was curious these these are Buffalo cops that we met once then we went home then we came back in between Black Lives Matter happens you guys are black cops in Buffalo and I know that that was a, a momentous occasion for you and you shared some of your thoughts with me I wonder if you could share them with uh, with everybody now yeah um, that was one of the toughest times of our lives you know even for me to see my partner who was part of the ERT team, you know, at that time on the front lines and really, you know, being ridiculed and being talked about and being, you know, almost spat upon, you know, all these other things and just praying that, you know, he was going to make it out. Okay. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember one night he was up on Bailey and this wound up being a historic night. And uh, I drove my car. So I'm like, babe, I'm just going to go and check on the guys and, you know, just try to, you know, stop some of these kids that are throwing rocks and, you know, just and I'm in my civilians clothes. And I'm like, you know, let me just see, you know, the community knows me. You know, let me see. Can I help out, you know, help the guys out that are on the front lines before I even got to get out my car up like three bricks got thrown at my car, mm. like literally. And, and I'm driving my own personal car. Boom, boom. But that was the type of night. I mean, Michael tell you more about that night, but I mean, th these were some of the, the most trying times as a police officer. Cause there, there was nothing you could do. Right. There was like anything like, I mean, they were just, you know, post after post, where are the singing cops? Why aren't the singing cops up and where are they at? You know, and we're doing all we can, you know, to you know bring our community together. But, you know, at that time was just, you know, Really, when you say, you know, this is a thankless job, it was, it was really a thankless job at that time. It was yeah. de it was definitely incredibly tough time. Like that night Mo was talking about, you were shot at. Mm -hmm. uh, like literally somebody was like shooting at our line. I watched cars, things being set on fire. You know, for me, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, I never had thought that I would live in a, in, in a we'll see the day where, you know, we're living in this time. You know, and for us, like, I think one of the hardest parts was, you know, we always basically try to show a lot of love and try to show the opposite side of policing than what most are used to. So, and, you know, especially now looking back, we understand that, hey, at the time, it was so, so many different negative stories that you were hearing about police officers that over time, we get it, it's probably going to weigh weigh in on people's minds though you know you would have to really be a rational thinker to literally sit there and say hey well, i know all police officers are not like this but i feel like it was so overwhelming for people that we even got caught up in the mix where people were like oh man you guys are sellouts you guys are this and that so it's like it was a transition from man everybody is showing us love and we love you guys to man you guys are just like everybody else i'm like what do you mean we're not no we're not People didn't want to hear that, but we just knew that, hey, you know what? Here's a time where now is when you really have to show people something different. Like I always say, as police officers, 
the only way that you would change the perception of how we are viewed, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. When you when you put on that uniform and you go out and to engage the community, if you walk into a store or something, say hello. You know, because already the uniform is intimidating mm-hmm. and you have a gun on your hip. So now when you walk into a location, if you don't, if you know, if you have especially this demeanor that you may have on your face, people don't know how to perceive you. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. thing that they may say was, hey, he fits right into that that stereotype of what I've seen on TV. But a simple, hey, how you doing, sir? Yep. Hey, how's it going, man? That can go a very long way. You know, though. so I, I mean, I, li- I live by that. And we've been living that by that our entire careers. You know, treat people the same way that we want to be treated, the way our parents want to be treated, our friends. And, yep. you know, we live we live by that and we're going to live by that for the rest of our careers. You, you know, it was crazy because we had like, you know, they were doing all these protests and I wind up going to one of the protests. You know, we are all able to, you know, kind of get on one knee and we said a prayer. And afterwards, you know. I sung a terrible rendition of We Shall Overcome. Kind of went viral. <laughs> I doubt it. I bet it was beautiful. It was beautiful. No, no, really, it was like, I don't know what was wrong with my voice that day. But, you know, it was, but I, I, I really felt like regardless what we're going through, we'll, we'll beat this. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I think we're, you know, we're seeing a turn and, you know, you know, we see people beginning to appreciate what we do. I mean, just, I mean, you look at the Bills game, like literally, you know, just to see the love that they have for us, knowing who we are and what we stand for. And they, you know, literally gave us a rousing ovation. The players ran up to us like we were somebody, you know, mm-hmm. slapping us up and, you know, like pumping us up, bumping us, you know. So, you know, to, to go, you know, a 180 degree turn so far from that, I, you know, that that just showed that, you know, we will overcome one day and, you know, change is going to come. And we're, we're still expecting more change and we're going to continue to be part of the change for sure. I think between Mike losing your grandmother and what you guys endured during the blip, as I call it, probably puts things in perspective. The Amazing oh, yeah. Race is an incredible opportunity, but it's 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 an opportunity. It's not, <laughs> you know. So I think what you guys said on the finish line was just so beautiful, and you seemed really grateful. And we are grateful that we know you and can call you friends. Yeah. It, uh, Absolutely. I, I really enjoyed the, 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 the time that they were there. I enjoyed getting to know them. My, my favorite story that I'll have of them was we were all, look, there's waiting that goes on in the amazing race. There's hours of waiting. You're traveling. <laughs> it's understandable. So we were all in a room waiting to get on a plane one time. And it, I mean, everybody was pretty tired and we're bored. There's no TVs. Nobody has any phones. And then Michael and Mo just started playing gin. Was it hearts? I think it was. I, I, and by, by the way, not. It was talk. Talk. Everyone just stopped what they're doing and watched y'all play cards because you were throwing you cards so at each funny. other. <laughs> the I... amount of smack talk that happens when you guys play cards. It was like, and I hadn't been entertained for several. I know it days. was like, oh look, TV, right? In you, English, y'all, let's watch. Y'all were on television for like an hour, and I mean, no one, you know, people like it, it's not did. like anyone was going to say be quiet because it was so entertaining and everyone wanted to watch it and just the, the joy that you guys have, but also just how well you clearly know each other and that has to come from years and years of trusting each other with your life yeah oh yeah and, and on a side note you know what's funny is that day when they brought them pizza nobody probably knew this i counted i actually had 26 slices of pizza <laughs> <laughs> michael and now you're eating like chicken and sweet potatoes oh you, my had gosh. 26 you slices have to follow him on instagram to like see his it's like chicken and rice i'm like oh Dude. chicken rice broccoli all <laughs> oh, this. Like, gonna... literally i was like man because you got to think like 
I had went an entire, oh my God, probably seven, eight months of just eating clean. So I was just coming off doing my show. So now I'm like, man, I can eat what I want to eat now. And pizza's my favorite food. And, yeah. it, and it kept kept bringing them pizzas in it. I was like, I was over in the corner. And he was stacking. So, oh my so God. how people didn't know he was stacking them. He eating them like one piece, but it would be two. Oh, <laughs> oh so you had 13 double slices of stuffed pizza. stuffed pizzas. I, Wait a minute. <laughs> what would happen to like my Oh my gosh. I, it's it's a good thing they didn't have an eating challenge. They would have won by like oh, a man. lot. Oh my gosh. There was no way I was doing that challenge. Mike was doing that challenge. <laughs> oh, Listen, you give me some pizza, we can go to town. I just I I am so sad that the people who watch this race won't get to know you further, but you guys do have a lot going on. We'll put your social media handles and stuff like that. What else do you I mean you guys have some other important stuff happening. What's going on? So, I mean, well, obviously, you know, with my fitness stuff, I'm actually getting ready now to make my pro debut soon. I'm going to be competing June 4th uh, in a Toronto Super Pro. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about that. Um, hopefully, if we win, we get to go to the most prestige show in the world, the Olympia. Same thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, competed wow. in. I, like, I even I've heard of that. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think from, you know, a TV standpoint, I know I would definitely love to get in like the fitness commercials or anything else fitness related. Yeah. I think me and Mo both would really love to get into some acting. We've always said we said be Man, so good. We, oh we, wish we, we, we wish we could just get into an opportunity where we could be ourselves on camera <laughs> and just act. Yeah. It's called YouTube. You know, it's called YouTube. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's so hard. No, no, you're right. I mean, it's just like. It's just, it's hard to start. You know, I'm like, where do you start at? Like, it's a slog. You guys, and it's like, they're here. Like, how do you get there? You know what I'm saying? I want to get there, but how do you get there? And, and we're not even like there at all. All I oh. will say to anybody who asks. Just do it. Just do it because okay. you're going to make yeah. mistakes. It's going to be terrible. The lighting. I'm mean, like, look, even tonight, like the lighting is kind of wonky. We Kim's not happy with the lighting. I'm, well, I also had, <laughs> haven't showered, but I would say that just start. And it'll look different a year from now than it does right now. But it, whether that's like a podcast or a blog or an Instagram channel, just just start posting. I, I would say start be yourselves. Um, you both have like powerful messages, but you're also really funny. It's kind of like a perfect combo. When I heard Michael, when I heard you talking about your responsibility as a as a member of the police force of you know following the golden rule and treating others as you're supposed to be treated, that's like a that's a really important message that you could tell the kids, adults, anybody. Um, and it does, yeah. you don't have to hit people on the head with it, but it could be that little center, that little central dot of of what makes you guys you, and then just have fun around it, mm -hmm. which so is what you already did. So you're saying you're going to come on our podcast? At of course. thousand percent. Yeah. When are we doing it? Of course. Uh, of course. Do you have a podcast? You should start a podcast. We, we have to start. Yeah, you got to start a podcast start and then we'll come on your podcast. And then we'll be on your Absolutely. podcast. A thousand percent. Would oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be a joy. You, you know, I, I even talked to Mo. I said, you know, Mo, I know we joked about it before. I said, man, maybe we should like put out a book and kind of just talk about our, our experiences and how singing basically changed the way of how people view police. Amen. I think it's you such know? an important conversation and definitely one that's like, it, it needs a bigger platform than the one we have and it needs more discussion, yeah. but it's something that I know you guys are, are working, working so yeah. hard on because it's, oh God, it's so complicated. It is past your bedtime. Baby. Well, it is, but I, I have to say, <laughs> I love you guys so yes, much. Yes, absolutely. And it oh, is like, you. I we just, love you guys. 
I love that we can call you friends. And no yeah, as soon as you get your podcast, call me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I tell you like this, like, first of all, we appreciate you guys big time. We even look up, look up to you. You know, both of you have a ton of wisdom. Um, <laughs> Comes with age. Ton, 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 a ton of energy. You know, like, like we always say, you know, we love to be around people who have good auras about them, though. And like literally the energy that you guys give off together as a connection, like you could definitely tell you two were made for each other. Mm-hmm. And is this and, and just being around you two is like literally, how could you not have fun? Like like when I like I sit there, I watch you guys' videos, like I'm at home crying, <laughs> like <laughs> laughing though. But it, it's just it's just that that positive energy. So, you know, we're we're just excited to even even be talking to you guys right now. It's a huge mm-hmm. opportunity for us, you know though. So and this is actually probably one of the first podcast that we might have actually even really been on though no seriously together your debut. Sure. you did your great debut. you guys did great thank you so much for joining us uh, we will see you soon this is not the yeah. end for us and you're not uh, getting rid of us guys. and again kim, kim oh no yeah. <laughs> kim popped up all your socials i'm hoping that during this our editor sam found some like pictures of you guys some video of you guys maybe some oiled up like you know flexes well, from for your, Michael. Can, can we use really those nice. Instagram pictures as you're talking? I mean... <laughs> yeah. So y'all send us those when you get off of this because we're like, you know, this is a visual medium as well and we'd love to share that. And I just feel like there's so much luck that happens in the Amazing Race. Yeah. But I will, I want to point out something that you, our, you and I, like our two teams did. We're coming out of that like gondola thing the two of us and I, I, we we spotted the cars on the way in, and I was like, head to the last car. It's going to be the first one out. So we just run to the. You guys actually beat us to the first car, and that's why we were in the second car. And oh, the rest of them got in a traffic the, jam. The rest of them got in a traffic jam. Yeah. And so the two of us were up front because I was like, we got to get out first, head towards the end. So you guys were smart. You guys were strategic thinkers. You were very smart. We had bad luck. Some, some bad luck. Sad. And the roads are yeah. uh, the roads are impossible to read in Switzerland. I'm sorry, I could not read a dang oh, road. God. They were on the side of the buildings instead of in the middle of the street. Oh, so beautiful country. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful country. country. I'd love to move there, but I don't want. I know. To, I want to live there, but I. I want somebody to drive me. I around. want a GPS from yeah. there. Um, okay. You definitely need a GPS. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.